cutest prop there. Do we? Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Are we? Oh yeah. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Happy Midwife Monday! Thanks for joining us today. Um, we have our lovely friend Jamie here, who is uh, a mama in our community, who just had her third baby, and this is her first out of hospital birth. Um, Miss Jamie had okay. Your first baby was a breech C-section. So, breech baby, but first, um, choices with a breech are schedule a C-section, which was probably your the only choice you were given, yeah. I would imagine, right? Mm -hmm. um, many obstetricians in our community, California, speaking of our community, um, the standard of care is to just automatically do a scheduled C-section, um, though we do know that breech is just a variation of normal, and in order, we, we, we believe women deserve an informed, the ability to make an informed decision on whether they would like a vaginal delivery or a C-section. Uh, sounds like Jamie might not have been given full informed consent and given any options on other choices of delivering. Is that right? Right. Yeah, and I felt like I didn't really know any difference. Yeah. And I trusted my doctor at the time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I kind of just fell into it. We tried to turn her at 38. Weeks, right, popular to do that. Successful and um, that's called so an external just... cephalic version, an ECV, trying to turn her. You probably did chiropractic care and massage and yeah. acupuncture. I didn't and... do acupuncture. Okay, well, at the it's... time I right. didn't know about. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I did do a lot of weird things to try to turn mm -hmm. her, or, but um, Webster technique is acupuncture, is... but yeah, Webster technique back, is the most yeah. popular. It's got a high success rate. That's a chiropractic maneuver to rotate a breech baby to a vertex, to a head down position. So anyway, so I had a C-section with her first baby and had a beautiful child and mm -hmm. breastfed and did great. Yeah. And then second baby. So, and then I, I wanted something much different. I did not want to have another C-section. It was a really hard, I mean, it, it was uncomplicated and mm -hmm. everything went textbook, but it was a hard recovery. Um, and I struggled with what I would call a little bit of trauma because I didn't feel prepared. I didn't feel like I had all the information and I started researching after the fact and I was a little bit angry that I wasn't given all the information and then I, a little bit guilty in myself for not doing more research. So I That's became- That's hard though, you know, because you know, especially as a first time mom and you have your provider who you have a good relationship. I know you had a great provider um, it's just, you're, you're sort of at this place at 38 weeks of like, oh my gosh, I have a breech baby. I don't, I baby hasn't turned. I don't know what to do. And I want the baby to be healthy. Of course. I want this to be safe. Yeah. And as the pregnant person, it's, it's hard to know how do you find the information, right? You don't, yeah. you don't have any resources. Well, so there's it's so difficult. Much, at the time there was so much, what I felt was conflicting information on the internet. And then you have... Mm -hmm. a big body of medical professionals telling you no and then another a body of people telling you yes and so you know and at the time I think I made the right decision for where mm -hmm. I was um at the time but then you with trusted my second, your care provider yeah. and it's like this is what we're gonna do yeah. you and your partner came right. together on a decision yeah yeah but um the second time around I did want something different I, I didn't want to just walk in and be like a number because I felt like that with I got like pushed off to the side and oh there's a mom in labor so I'm just sitting there waiting for my c-section it was very awkward there was oh. no labor 
or so anything. So I didn't. That happens that. with with um, non-emergent C-sections. Yeah. Something is you know you're going in for your scheduled breech delivery and. Other people will take precedence, which yeah. is appropriate. Obviously, you want to get the emergency situations taken care of first, but you're sort of left there like waiting. You just sort of are waiting like, okay, yeah. I was supposed to have my section at 7 this morning, and now it's 9, and now it's 11, and yeah. then they finally get you in. Yeah, so it was just very unnatural, uh -huh. um, and there was no labor or anything. So I kind of, like after she was born, just got hit with like everything coming out at me. So with my second, though, I did do a lot of research. I got pregnant 18 months after my first, and um, I I really researched. And I was, like, a regular on VBACFacts.com, and I attended a couple mm -hmm. seminars and joined the ICANN support group. and That's the International Cesarean Awareness Network. Well, we'll yeah. put a link here in this um in this Facebook Live thing, we'll put a link to ICANN and VBAC um, Facts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really good information. Yeah. So I did research, and then um, I I I wasn't yet comfortable having an out of hospital birth, having the baby so close together. Mm -hmm. um, I had like romantic visions of it, but I just didn't feel like I was ready. So I did find. Um, a care provider and decided to have a hospital birth at Cedars um, but I hired a doula and I had um, I did hypno babies for like the whole yeah. second half of the pregnancy and so I felt very prepared going in and I had um, I was 41 weeks and three days and you were living up here I was living in Santa Clarita mm -hmm. driving down to Beverly Hills for my prenatals um, and the doctor was supportive. Um, I, you know, I went past 41 weeks and we started to talk a little bit about induction at 42 weeks, but um, I was doing chiropractic care and acupuncture at the time. And um, after a round of acupuncture, I went into labor two hours after my appointment. She went into labor because she was ready to go into labor. Yes. Acupuncture is great well, and we know that it helps, but it was also time to go into labor. Yes, at I, mean, I, was, three. I was ready for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, it was great. I mean, we, we made it to the hospital. That was my, at 7 p.m. on a Thursday, driving down to Beverly Hills. We made yeah. it. Right um, in time for shift change. I felt, great time to arrive. <laughs> I felt uh, good. It was, I was seven centimeters when I got there, and so it was like seven, and about five or six hours later, he was born. It was uncomplicated. Nice. Not, the nurses were really respectful. Everything was great. There was no interventions that had to happen. Um, he did end up having to go to the NICU for some precautionary reasons because he had a low-grade fever and some, the nurses called it concerned rapid breathing. That's called um, TTN or transient tachypnea of the newborn. More common in boys than girls. Um, happens in the first four hours of birth and it's not too uncommon what we do here we don't see a lot of it is because we keep baby skin to skin on mom where they transition a little bit better but it's something to be you know we want to observe a baby that's got TTM so yeah. totally appropriate so and he ended up with a four-day stay because it happened over Labor Day weekend <laughs> and Tricky. labs couldn't come back and so mm -hmm. anyways yeah. that was kind of a bummer because we had such a great birth a labor and birth but um, the postpartum was me going yeah. home without a baby so that was Ugh. hard and 
I had to pump and bring milk in to Beverly oh Hills. Yeah. So that was rough. And I didn't rest because I wanted, I could not leave him. So I was there every day. And you had a toddler at home. My daughter was 26 months. So she was with grandma. So for the first week, it was hard. We were, like, I got really swollen. Uh, I had to have three stitches and one of them came out. And so it was very painful. I almost felt like at the time this was worse than my C-section recovery mm -hmm. because I was just in a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. um, and emotionally it was just, I felt like, ah, oh, I did everything and now we have this roadblock. So that was really hard. But once he got home, it was great. And we, um, yeah, he was great. And then life happened and four years later we were pregnant with um, this little one. And at that point, I did feel ready for out of hospital birth because I, I felt like I had my research. I had um, a lot of relationships with moms who've had babies at the birth center, and um, you know I got to know Renee a little bit, and and I just felt really confident um, that as long as you know our pregnancy <laughs> was uncomplicated, that that this would be a good choice for me. Um, my family, my sisters, we all kind of have histories of quick labors. And um, this one proved to be that. Yeah, and second babies are tend to be the fastest babies that we have, right? So yeah. we know that the seconds are gonna come about a third of the time of a first, a third of the active labor time. Yeah, so my- And way less pushing. Yeah, so mm -hmm. he, he was, uh, my son was eight pounds, 13 ounces. I only pushed for maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes with him, but um, the labor from start to finish was about 12 hours. Um, this one, do we go into that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this one, yeah. at 39 weeks and three days, I was feeling really great. And we spent, I had my mom visiting in town and we spent some time um, walking on the beach oh, on Sunday nice. and we had a long day. And then my oh, yeah, water yeah. spontaneously broke at 1015, uh, which was PM PM because, and that was weird because I didn't, my water didn't break until, um, I was pushing with my son. So, um, that was a new experience for me. And I called Renee and was all like, ah, I think I'm in labor, but, um, you know, you were saying, well, it could be cause you weren't contracting. I, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't having contractions. So. She said rest, and within 20 minutes, I was having contractions like eight minutes apart. Mm -hmm. And then they started getting like five minutes apart within the hour. So that's mm -hmm. when I started realizing like, oh, this is happening a lot quicker than I thought it would. So we got to the birth center around 12.30, so about two hours after my water broke. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, it's kind of a blur. Yeah. <laughs> I got here, Renee had the tub going, everything was ready, it was so calm, uh, and I had just like these visions of what it was going to be like walking in here, and I didn't even really have time to like process that it was happening, but everybody was just so calm and focused that I just was like, okay, let's do it, and I got in the tub, and uh, 45 minutes later, she was born. <laughs> Yeah, there she so was. like three, three or four pushes, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but it did take me off guard because I felt like with my second one, labor there was like this process, and I kind mm -hmm. of remember going through these like sort of like stages. stages you know, your butt is like climbing yeah. a staircase. Totally. You know, you like 
you go up the first flight, come to a landing, you're sort of yeah. like, okay, okay, I can do this. And then it gets stronger and like, okay, I can do this level. Yeah. But seconds, sometimes, you know, it's just sort of a whirlwind. It's like a train coming through sometimes. Yeah. And that's, you know, people say, oh gosh, I wish I had such a short labor. But um, it's a lot to get on top of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it, I just, I was not ready to push. Like, I'm like, we just got in the tub, you know? So mm -hmm. that was a little bit scary. But, uh, and, but thank God it was over quick. So. We were good, and um, yeah, and it was just so nice to not have people running around frantic, you know, this baby being born. We just got to lay there for a good hour and just mm -hmm. relax and be together, and it was quiet, and it was just me and my husband, so it was just very, just very intimate and, and, then, and respectful and just calm. Mm -hmm. And um, then we do the newborn exam, and yeah. then you were gone probably within two, three hours after yeah. birth. I came home at 4.30, my mom was there, <laughs> you, you're home with a baby? And your mom's a labor and delivery nurse, yeah. or NICU. She's a labor and delivery mm -hmm. nurse in Ohio, and so she was just amazed at how everything just unfolded, and um, it was so nice to have her there. She was there for three days after the baby was born, and mm -hmm. just cooking, and you know, she was like my postpartum doula. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was just nice to be home in our own bed and to be cared for. Um, nursing went, started off on the right track. Yeah. Nursing mm -hmm. went well. Um, and I think it was just because we had our own timeline to do things and it was just we could be together. Okay. Nursing was hard with the first two because with Jackson being in the NICU, I could only come every three hours. There's like strict feeding times mm, mm. so it was a little bit rougher to get started and with I wonder the if it's still like that at Cedars I'm not sure yeah. that it is actually but maybe well and I don't know if it was just NICU's policy at yeah, the time know. but um so it was just that was a little bit hard yeah um hi she's so <laughs> wide awake you guys she's just like looking at her oh, mom like, oh, and <laughs> her eyes are wide open and she's only she's one week old today and she thinks she's a big girl because she's already like looks like she's already trying to smile. She totally makes eye contact. Um, she's nursing great. She's past her birth weight. She's above her birth weight yeah. today. That's what we do at a one week visit is we check in to make sure baby is um, getting close to their birth weight. Sometimes they surpass their birth weight by one week, and we're checking her color. And she's pink, pink, pink. And we work on breastfeeding. So each of the postpartum visits are lactation consultations. So we do 60 minutes with mom and baby and um, worked on deep latch. You know, you have a forceful letdown. So how to manage that milk flow in, with the first week. And each mm -hmm. baby, your milk comes in faster with each baby. Yeah. So, you know, the milk came right in and she's having a little bit of a hard time managing the speed of the milk. But we talked about laid back nursing and how to manage supply. And um, yeah, so yeah, it's nice because with the first two, I didn't have that, like, you know, you, I don't know, I didn't feel comfortable asking my OBGYN to, like, oh, can you help position me? And they and don't, because I mean, they, yeah, they don't know. do lactation, and your yeah. peds don't really do, the pediatricians don't, some do, but many are not lactation consultants, and they're not really, they're not seeing mom, they're just seeing baby. So right. no one in the postpartum period, when you're in a traditional um, obstetrical practice, no one is, sees the mom and baby together postpartum except for lactation consultants yeah, um, or midwives. Yeah. Well, and I think that was huge. I mean, I breastfed my other two for two years, so I, mm -hmm. it's not like breastfeeding to me, it's like, 
pretty, it comes fairly easy. However, breastfeeding a newborn is its own she ball bless. game. Yeah. Um, oh, bless. Oh, yeah, she didn't mind that. Um, so I think even if you've had successful breastfeeding experiences or not, I mean, just having that support from the beginning is mm -hmm. huge. Yeah. Um, because each baby has their own story and, yeah. you know, sometimes they do struggle with latching or whatever, but... Mm -hmm. and yeah, it's. I think it's really helpful. Yeah, and it's important. It's important to be checking in with a care provider. You know, we do a home visit at 24 hours, and we do all the tests that are done in the hospital. We do those at the home, and then we check in with moms at one week, three weeks, and six weeks postpartum, just to make sure this is all continuing to go well. Yeah. So um, this is what a one week. Not all women look this beautiful and fantastic one week postpartum. Well, she slept, um, so I got my blow drying mascara so on today. <laughs> she slept because she gave mom four hours, so in her world, she slept. I felt like a champion. And, um, and baby is thriving and being seen by a pediatrician as well. And um, this is what one week postpartum looks like with yeah. a mom with three babies. So thanks. thanks for sharing your story, Jamie. Thank you. Um, if you guys have questions, concerns, anything you want to talk about, of course you can email us. You can comment here on our Facebook page. Um, we'd like to know from you guys how how did you do one week postpartum? How was your breastfeeding experience going? Um, did you get the support you needed? We'd like to hear about that and see how um, we can improve and how we can help you get the help you need postpartum. So. You can comment below and let us know how you're one week, at one week, how were you doing with your baby and what was really helpful for you to continue to breastfeed. Um, we'd like to hear your thoughts on that. So thanks for joining us today um, and we will see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye.